WhatsApp us on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Esteemed listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to our interview segment of our spiritual breakfast. Uh, the date today is the 29th of Rabiul Akhir, 1445. And we have our Mulana Riaz Lambada. Let's welcome Mulana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Walaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Oh well, how's Mulana keeping? MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. 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 Mulana, as we see that what's taking place in Gaza and around the world with our Muslimin, so this question perhaps can be suitable here is that many drug addicts now feel that, you know, we cannot tolerate or we cannot handle all these emotions, so we just pop another pill or we just snuff another <coughs> a line of cocaine. All of this takes place why to numb all of this so every person is looking that the other day i saw a person he loves kawali he said no he's going to have a palestinian flag there and we're going to raise funds so he wants to have his kawali party but he just wants to put the palestinian flag there to give it this so everyone's seeing how they can enjoy their moments but we just alleviate the pain by doing it even if it's in the haram ways. So, Mulana Sab, how does, is this actually a reality and that is taking place because we hear a lot of people, the emotions are all over the place, so they just need to take something to just calm themselves down. Um, I suppose, uh, absolutely, this is what uh, the, uh, perhaps the inclination towards drugs is all about. Um, uh, this dunya is designed to break your heart. Um, dunya was never meant to be a jannah. This is Darul Imtihan. This is a place of death. This is a place of trial and tribulation. Um, to try and escape reality, we're taking the drugs, obviously, to forget or to numb the feelings. But uh, obviously, this is a fool's paradise because... The test remains, the trial remains, the reality of life remains. So you are high for a little while and you're forgetting or you're numbing the pain. But the moment that is wearing off, you're coming back to the same reality. How can you escape the decree of Allah? How can you escape the reality of what Allah has uh, destined for you? So um, I suppose this is what uh, drug addiction is all about. Uh, it's what it's supposed to be about. Um, to numb the pain, to make you forget, to escape reality. But uh, obviously there is no escape because this is what reality is. <laughs> it's non-escapable. So obviously this is a cheap, uh, you know, fool's way of trying to get away from the challenges of life. But uh, you cannot because this is what life is all about. Mm. Submit tidings to the ones who are patient and persevere through this, not to the ones who obviously uh, uh, get into a drunken stupor to try and uh, forget this or, or, or rather try and escape 
the tests. Mm. And that that just makes so much of sense. It's because of that escape that you cannot tolerate or you cannot you are not tolerant enough to go through the tests. So you just need something just to escape for a few moments and to be flying in the sky only to be falling back down on your face as soon as you become sober. So, Mulana, the question that we have here also is parents are worried. Their children are growing up too fast. They don't know what to do to protect them because of the... This is now, uh, you know, small children growing up. How do we save our children from actually uh, uh, mingling with that first moment of that drug addict or the drug promoter or they themselves just become so loose to think that let me just try this out how do we stop that from the initial stages I suppose it's all in your face um, it's everywhere um, you know it's it's something that's being promoted uh, socially etc uh, in this uh, you know decadent world that we live in in this godless society that we live in. So I think the most important thing, look, you will not be able to shelter them or keep them in cottonwood to a certain extent that they will not be exposed to it because it's all around you. They have to go out. They have to go to school. They have to go and learn. They have to earn a living. So this is, is something that you would not be able to keep your children indoors and keep them out of it, etc., I mean, the the biggest influence is probably from the social media and the movies and etc. Which even if they are inside the house, um, everybody is, uh, you know, tuned in to those things. There's uh, there's no sheltering from that. So I think that the most important thing would become the terbia, the upbringing of these children. We need to conscientize them on what is halal, what is haram. More so, give them the love of Allah and His Rasul to an extent where the guy himself is thinking that, oh, if I do this, my Allah will become naraz with me, my Allah will be upset with me. Shifa is from Allah, sickness is from Allah, Shifa is from Allah, my risk is in the hands of Allah, my safety, my protection is in the hands of Allah. So understanding it becomes conscientized, it becomes we in our own lives in bringing them up we're demonizing this obviously to a great extent parents don't even understand that they're promoting a drug culture but like you're saying from a young age they would just give them something pop a pill yes this is so just take this tablet just take that tablet just take this so everything there's something to numb it and something to just escape from it uh, with all due respect to modern medicine but uh the whole pearl-popping culture becomes rife in their mind with everything. So if somebody else comes when he's writing an exam and says, take this tablet, you're going to concentrate more, take this. So understand, we, we need to inculcate in them this this whole uh, uh, desire of sobriety, of one of being sober and rational and awake and aware and consciousness. Because obviously the biggest problem for insan is heedlessness. Understand? Insan, the animals, if we look at animals, we find that they're always conscious, they're always aware. A rat, a rat doesn't 
just stroll out of his hole, saunters out of his hole. No, you see him, he's looking, his, his eyes is starting left, right, his nose comes out, he looks first. Yes, if there's a fire in the felt, you would find all the animals running out first. You see the mice and the field mice and you see the rabbits and the squirrels, everything running out of the forest. You, something is wrong. But in sun is the total opposite. There's a fire. It's like, hey, let's go and check the fire out. You know, let's go and check it out. We want to get closer. We inquisitive. We so the nature of insan. Every animal is aware. Yes, if you look at your cats or your dogs that the domesticator that you have in your yard, even if you throw him a bone and he's eating, there's some noise. He would look up immediately. His ears would stand up. So he's always aware. He's always looking out for some danger towards him. In fun, he he's 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 attracted to the danger. He's not running away. Hmm. So in San yeah, the, the everyone you walk into the shop right on top of the the display unit is a big sign that says danger warning smoking can kill you smoking can harm those around you yet he's buying the pack of cigarettes what the warnings because it's this inclination towards that heedlessness you understand so we need to continuously make them aware bring them into this culture of understanding i think this is what it's all about Mm-hmm. It's not about suddenly now that we uh, promoting that you know what you should be boy- boycotting McDonald's and you should be boycotting this and boycotting that. The call from the members, the call from those of understanding, has been for a long time that y- you need to boycott this whole decadent culture, mm-hmm. this mindset. Why have we brought our children towards? We, we brought them to a junk food diet. Yes. Now they landed up as junkies. Now we we lamenting <laughs> that, but we brought the junk food to them. I mean, the whole McDonald's, KFC, etc. This is termed not by Muslims, mm. not by the ulama, but by them themselves. Yes. This is junk food. Mm. Understand? So this was something they promoted. This uh, common knowledge of this plastic put into this McDonald's burgers and etc. It tastes like plastic, apparently. So uh, the thing is that, yes, but we are attracted to that. We, 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 we adopted this culture. We wanted to identify as them. Yes? So understand that this is what I'm saying in our, in our upbringing of our children. Let's give them the identity. Let's give them that, that, that source of pride to be that I am from the Ummah of Muhammadiyah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We behave differently. We dress differently. We look differently. We think differently. So obviously this is most important, and we have to do this by example, you know. Uh, I think that in modern society, uh, everybody is addicted to something. I think most people uh, would agree that uh, there's five tablets that, the majority of people are addicted to, and I think that this is this was actually designed to get you hooked onto these things. One is a pressure tablet, one is uh, diabetes medication, one is cholesterol, uh, painkillers, antidepressants. Everybody's taking some tablet, so this has just reduced us to this culture of chemical dependency and. Uh, you know, to be in a little haze. Most of this medication, it will tell you the use of this medication uh, can lead to drowsiness and impaired concentration. So understand that we are walking zombatized in a daydreaming. Yes, whatever's happening around us in the world, well, 
you know, two tramadols can solve that. So you're absolutely correct. This is this is a challenge of the modern society in the upbringing of our children, the tarbiyah of our children, to be practical examples in uh, bringing them up and teaching them ways to live this life in a beautiful manner that's pleasing to Allah, inshallah. I like how Mulana Sab said that this is, um, I think this is vitally important when we're growing up, our children especially, that they are confident about the deen. And I think many times it's this year, we've been to school, we've seen it, that you are sitting, it's a non-Muslim school so many times, and if it is a Muslim school, then the students already have the kuffar culture. So as you, um, as I said, that this confidence is important. And if you see, when we were growing up in school, we went to the Swendut Primary uh, this was this close to Marlboro. So there was total Jews there. I think I was, I, I remember doing few projects with a person, he, a Jew, his name was Yaniv, and you get different guys called Haggai. Probably these are soldiers fighting there now killing our Palestinians. But I'm saying in that class, you are, you are so, because you are just three or four Muslims. So already you don't have that confidence to be proud of the fact that you are Muslim. So you already, your gaze is on what they are doing. So when you're growing up like this now, there's a contradiction in your Islam is telling you this, this is telling you this, and nobody, Alhamdulillah, we must praise our maktab teachers who then put some sense into us and had that concern. But other than that, if you see now, People are not concerned about the fact that they are, their children are not really attending maktab. Probably it's two, three times a week and then to its limited time. So this culture starts where we have to ask ourselves. And based on this confidence that we don't have in our Islam, because we're not drilling that which we're supposed to be drilling. Now imagine you start to drill from a young age and teach your child that, look, this is what the Sahaba radiallahu anhum used to do at your age. This is what they used to accomplish. This is what they did. So now you, you're growing up with confidence in your deen. And this, you've got some direction. But when we lose that direction, and that is why this roots which you have mentioned, Mulana, is critically important. We, have, we go back to the roots. We are trying to solve the problem. After this person is now so indoctrinated and brainwashed because of all the movies and cocaine he's seen everywhere, now we're trying to change the situation, which is too late. But let's go back to the roots and see how we can change that. So, Mulana, the next question here is, have you ever had a case where a person quit drugs entirely has come out of it? Yes, yes, uh, we have had uh, success stories over the years, uh, definitely. Um, look, many of them are able to leave it. Um, this is what the whole effort is about. They come into the rehabs, the whole conscientizing of them. We obviously, like I said, I mentioned in previous programs, sometimes I, I, I even think that our centers here are more like hankas, you know. Uh, we're trying to make them re-fall in love with Allah fall in love with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is a journey of love. You can't emulate somebody. You can't respect somebody's wishes, do everything they want to, hang on everywhere, if you have no love for them. So understand that uh, people do change. Um, obviously, when they come back into society, 
Uh, we mention this, we repeat this over and over. They come back to what? They're coming back to the same playground, the same playmates, the same playthings. So how, how long can you keep yourself clean again? You had, you went into the rehab, meaning you had a whole uh, sh- um, sh- um, shampoo and shower and you wore a white and you came out all sparkling, you came back into the coal yard. It's not long before the probe is going to pick up the blackness, the suit, the things. So understand it's the environment that's so important. And we have found that only those stay, remain clean and stay clean of drugs are those who attach themselves to some nisbah of teen. So either he joins Jamaat Fit Tabrif and now he's in this this deep, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, routine of his three days and his ten days and his forty days and in Gush and out Gush and Mashwara and Shabguzari. So he's just into this and his mind is just going and he's just in. And Allah's father, his life takes the stand where he's, like I'm saying, we have to build on that Iman. Iman is something that fluctuates. So the man sitting in the masjid on the 27th night of Ramadan in the first of the uh, his iman where it is at the level the guy on a, on a, on a, on a, on a Saturday night in the mall uh, you know going out for a supper with his friends uh, iman levels are not the same so obviously the environment is going to influence that guys they do slurp sometimes they do some guys they are clean sometimes for years nine years ten years but some sort of incident some sort of trauma something so perhaps it means so there are those who relapse this is a common thing but yes there were those cases that people have uh, you know obviously number two is that you know understand Allah is muqallib al-qulub Allah is the owner of the heart Wallahi, in your recovery, when you turn to Allah, you turn back to Allah. His promise is this, you, you, you walk towards me, I will run towards you. Mm-hmm. So understand that Allah changes your heart, the diet comes and this is it. But obviously to maintain that, you know, this is a constant struggle. So, um, you know, whether you go to, uh, this is age old, even if the guy was at Alcoholics Anonymous or whether he's a recovering drug addict, the thing is the common denominator is that one day at a time, each day is a challenge for you. And understand maybe those who are not addicted to any substance, those who make maybe the de- devil, shaitan makes your, your own deeds fair seeming to you. So he doesn't see himself as but understand he's still the consciousness of staying away from guna, of staying away from things, of not doing that is not so much in the moment of his head as the guy who's now been wounded and he knows what it is to reach the bottom. So he, he, this constant awareness, yes, is is and 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 uh, uh, you know realization all the time. This is what is so important and. Uh, we did have success stories. We do have success stories. But obviously, it's it's not an easy thing, especially with the drugs today, uh, like crystal meth and heroin and etc. These intense uh, effects on the brain. And to retard that and to stay away from that. Sometimes, obviously, they come to us at very late stages. The drug-induced psychosis is so deep that the guy, is, his brain is fried already. You know, he's... he's He's, he's not even thinking rationally. So uh, many times it's hard, it's hard. 
But yes, definitely there are success stories. This is not that once you you take it, once you are gone forever. But obviously, why go through that whole trauma of trying to give it up? Understand? Why go there in the first place? Prevention is absolutely better than cure, as you have pointed out in the last uh, well, Anna, comment as well. Before we go to the next question, uh, just the thought that comes to mind. Um, when we were growing up, so you always heard this, it was it was a good thing also that, you know, this clubbing and all of this, but maybe I'm not in those, I don't, I'm not so exposed to it or I don't hear the stories of it anymore. So I'm out of touch with all of these incidents which take place. But, you know, when you were growing up, it was our generation where we always used to hear that this person went to club and it was such a bad thing. He took ecstasy and it was painted as a really like an evil thing, like this this is really bad. And then you heard other stories where those who were reached such a level that they became homeless and they just became, their state was so critical. So naturally, when we saw this, we said, but this is not the direction that I want to go into. I want to use, I want to turn the tables eventually and not go in that direction in the first place because I realize this is very bad. And we have to say, also, we have to appreciate our parents because sometimes youth, as you're growing up, you are blinded and you can't see beyond your nose. So you just want to go, go, go. And your parents are telling you, don't go with that person. Don't go with this person. And now we can go and kiss them on their foreheads because of their vision, foresightedness, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses to guide us eventually. So, but I'm saying now, currently, is this the case where the youth have realized and they, you'll see on a general scale, more percentage of youth are better than before? Or what's your analysis on this? Look, I, I think that, uh, as you say, I don't know how many years ago uh, you speak about um, for yourself uh, at that juncture. But if this was 10 years, 20 years ago, I don't know your age, Morana Saab. For example, if I would speak about my youth, then we looking 40 years <laughs> <laughs> so understand in the seventies, no, we were we were dumb, you know, <laughs> and things were not available to us. That yes, there was clubbing, yes, there was partying, yes, there was, but there was that fair amount of consciousness, understanding the ummah. Today, the youth here. This is what I was trying to say in my first point. Everybody knows they've seen the dangers. You seeing it. it so, uh, wallahi, we have we have Darul Ulooms, we have Madaris, we have schools coming as uh, uh, excursions to the rehab just to see, uh, show them how you're going to land up. Yet, yet, there is so much of a drug problem. Mm. There's so many rehabs. If you open another ten rehabs today, wallahi, they'll be full. There's waiting lists, there's queues of people trying to get in. So this is what I'm saying. We're supposed to see the danger. There's a fire there. Turn around and walk away. Hey, that's going to burn me. But no, we're rushing to the fire. Mm. Well, this is what is so amazing in today's society. You can warn that guy 20 times about the same danger. He wants to know, no, 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 wait. Why mustn't I do? I want to see what's going to do to me. Ajib so understand that, yes, yes, alhamdulillah. And this is why I'm saying for the modern parent, 
it's so important that we maintain our sanity, we maintain our culture, we maintain our amahal, our, so we become practical examples for our children. Because when we ourselves feel, ah, man, it's just this, it's just that, yes? So now we all family is going to the, to the casino, yes? We're all going to Sun City. I'm going to sit in some despicable uh, third grade movie, and he's, she's sitting in this, uh, I don't know, half naked, uh, what do you call them? and somebody else is busy with the slot machines and then we had a family fun, <laughs> a beautiful holiday. So uh, understand when we're coming back, we realize, hey, this guy is smoking Dhaka, man. So nice. Allah, they bring to us, oh, this guy is smoking Dhaka. Now I think the guy, by where are you coming from this weekend where you, they catch you? No, we were going to sunset. I met people. Yeah, Allah, you took him into the devil's den. Mm. <laughs> and you were amazed that he came out with some sort of 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 uh, influence from there. Exactly. So obviously this is important that we keep our children in this. I can't say that we have to keep them Sufis and they must sit in the corner, Allah, Allah, Allah. Let them be aware of the world, but let them be aware to such an extent that they realize. Yes. Yes? Hmm. What is the nature of this world, what they have to protect themselves from, and what is going to be the ultimate success at the end of this whole journey in this world. Hmm. Lana, this question here is a parent says um, he's not sure about his son's behavior, but his behavior has changed over the past few weeks. He was a complete introvert. Now he's jolly and ready to take on lively discussions. How do we tell if it's drugs or has he just made some drastic uh, behavior changes, behavioral changes? Look, two things. First part of the question, um, the guy was a total introvert and now suddenly he just can't stop yakking. He's just uh, the bell of the ball, you know. So uh, this is uh, most of these drugs at the moment which are appealing to people, whether it's cocaine, whether it's cat, whether it's crystal. They, they termed as designer drugs. They drugs. So this is not a drug that you're taking if you want to sit in the corner and uh, daydream. No. These are drugs that make you social. You want to talk. You want to interact. You want to you be you full. You're wide awake. You're full of energy. So understand that we understand these drugs are doing that. So obviously, if the, the, the kid was an introvert and now suddenly he's over-talkative, etc., these are warning signs. Now, the second part of the question, how do we know whether he's just come out of his shell on his own or whether this is drugs? So this is, is simple. We do drug tests. And don't be shy to tell your children that we will test you regularly. Yes? So the urine tests that we do, they, they're inexpensive. They may be 150, 200, 100. The test costs, results are there in five minutes. But you do this, it's going to give, it's going to tell you already whether the guy is clear or he's got some substance in his body. I mean, the, the test we're using now is 12 different categories. So whether he's taking a barbiturate, whether he's taking benzodiazepines, whether he's taking amphetamines, whatever he's taking. So from the tablets to the to the powders, to smoking weed, whether it's THC, whether it's ecstasy, MDMA, every category this is will show up. So you, you keep them, that is a deterrent as well. If the guy knows he's going to be tested randomly, 
you know, at least twice in a month or whatever, is, 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 is going to tell you, firstly, whether the guy is clean. And secondly, it's a deterrent to him because he's, he's aware that I'm going to be tested. So the guy is at a party and he keeps telling himself, no, I can't drink more because I need to drive. You understand? It's a deterrent. That guy's going to pull him off. He gives him a breathalyzer. He's going to be arrested. So that's the same thing. It's a, it's we, we do breathalyzer tests for alcohol as well because alcohol has become so common. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fathers come on a, on a Monday morning. You know, this guy was lying. And I, I could swear I'm reeking alcohol. He was stumbling. Do you understand? So we have to do this test. And that's unfortunately, I think we have reached a stage here um, you know, and this is already for years now that we've been advocating that, um, that you know, uh, even if you get a proposal yes, coming yes. for your daughter, etc., mm. make sure that guy does an AIDS test, he does a drug test, you know, because mm. you never kill. And and there's no anger because the, the, the society is so decadent. It, it, it's come so far away from its atria that we have to do all of these tests. And that's exactly was was on my mind now, and I was going to ask that question, but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala guides. So Alhamdulillah, interesting discussion. Alhamdulillah, we've reached the end. But in our next discussion, Inshallah, whenever it is, we want to know also: Are these youth able to actually rig these urine tests? And also, how long does it take for these drugs to come out of your body in terms of showing it on these tests? And all of these yes. aspects, inshallah, we aim to yes, discuss. Excellent. There's very important questions, very good questions. Inshallah, maybe on our next time, we will discuss all of that. Because, uh, yes, uh, as a prelude, like you said, Monana, keeping the, the enthusiasm to be continued, you know. So <laughs> forthcoming attractions, yes, yes, they can beat the test. Yes. <laughs> and different drugs take different times. Some stay for two days, some stay for four days, seven days, ten days. And there's drug. I'm sure those who are taking, they'd love to know which one, but it can stay in your body for up to 42 days and 49 days. Mm-hmm. So by Khabardar Pura Tilla Birega. So this is for coming attractions, inshallah. So uh, Alhamdulillah, Jazakumullah, for having us and uh, for allowing us to share and inshallah conscientize the Ummah at regular intervals, WhatsApp us on 084-786-3132.